with rising billions, disrupting tradition, always be closing, gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. There is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Cumby and Alan Witch. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold, here with my awesome co-host, Alan Witch. Alan's in the house. I'm in the house. Chris is in the house. We have a great guest in the house. And with that said, Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. And, um... How are you? I am fantastic. You know, I'm batching it uh, this week. My wife and uh, daughter, they're at a camp for handicapped kids out in the middle of nowhere in uh, eastern Oregon. So I don't need to have contact with them. But uh, I'm batching it, eating uh, meat and, uh, and <laughs> a little spirits uh, for wow. dinner a couple of nights a week and wow. just having a good time. Wow. I bet, I bet you're going to you know, at least a large pizza and have it in the fridge for a couple of days, right? <laughs> All right. Well, you know, listen, I'm really excited. And, 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 you know, this guest in particular, she has an amazing story. I had a chance to kick back with her, uh, really connect with her on a call. Um, Alan, I know you've uh, had a, you know, a chat with her as well. And she, she has a lot to share. So, I think we should just get right into it, Alan. What do you think? And uh, let's let's kick this off and, and introduce this guest. I agree. She rocks. You ready to roll? I'm ready to roll. Okay. She's got five books out, by the way. Uh, Three-time international best-selling author. She's been honored by the National Council of American Executives as the top 1% of executives in both uh, 2015 and 2016. And that, in a that alone wasn't enough. That alone wasn't enough. She's been featured on the cover of Evolution Magazine as her top power player under 40, and that was in 2014. She's uh, been seen on ABC, NBC, all the networks, CBS, CNN, and, and, a, and a plethora of others. Uh, she's been nominated uh, for Inc. Magazine's 30 Under 30. Uh, she's even been selected a part of, and this is a really cool one I want to hear her talk about. Uh, she's on the Forbes Coaches Council for 2016, which I want to hear more about that. But she is one of the few guests we've had on that uh, can drive heavy equipment. And we <laughs> want to get into that, too. I want her to tell you exactly what that means and how that came about and, and, and you know, what kind, of, what kind of services she offers. But she's got a, a five-core fundamental system she works on. It's health, self-esteem, and confidence. The third one's finances. The fourth one's sales. And the fifth one, of course, is relationships. She's a fantastic lady. Everybody's going to love her. She's got a great story. 
So without further ado, everybody welcome Melissa Kurbachet to the podcast show today. Melissa, welcome. Thanks, guys, for having me. Absolutely. We love to be here. Yeah, thank you for for taking some time out because uh, I know you're on some R&R and and, and creation. Um, Coming to us from Mexico, which is awesome, and I'm sure you're having tons of fun. We're going to keep this, uh, obviously, um, uh, really tight on, on, on your time and Specifically, again, bringing the genius and your story out uh, for our audience. And audience, this is a great time, as I always say, get your journals out, uh, get your pen ready. She's going to you know, provide some insight and, and, and probably um, give you some motivation as well as some inspiration based on where she came from, I'm sure, uh, on that you can do this too. And, and that's the great thing. So, Melissa... Let's let's start at the beginning because I always love the story that you tell, and I think it's uh, intriguing enough for our audience to get some of, the, like I said, that some of the inspiration that you're going to be able to provide them. Um, so let's start right at the beginning where uh, where things you know started to happen for you, or better yet, where you might have slipped on your ass a little bit and um, and, and 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 really had an epiphany of life. I've slipped on my ass many times, Chris. <laughs> um, so from the very beginning, you know, in 2004, I was 16 years old. My dad um, has had a body shop for the last 40 years, but he sacrificed that um, to raise kids. So if we're going to go back to the very beginning, you know, my grandpa had eight kids and he wanted to be an entrepreneur. He didn't make it because he had eight kids, obviously. So um, my dad wanted to be an entrepreneur. He had four kids. Um, he didn't make it. So, me, I'm like the driven, um, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to make it. I don't care. So, my dad says to me one Saturday morning, why don't you come with me and put a windshield in a semi? And we do this every weekend. It's just what we do as growing up. We're always around cars. Um, I said, I don't want to go. I'm going to get a job. I'm, I'm sick of working in the shop. So, <laughs> he goes, what do you mean? And I go, yep, I'm going to Walmart. I'm going to get my job. So I got back from Walmart. I run out to the garden where my mom is. I'm like, Mom, I got the job. And my mom's like, what? <laughs> and so I babysat, you know, kids when I got off the bus. I went to Walmart. I worked there for four years. I got fired um, for doing the right thing. But I got fired on my fourth year anniversary as a store manager. And that was sort of the tipping point because up to that point, my career was amazing. Um, I had the six-figure salary. I had the car off the showroom floor because I thought I was 19 invincible and could afford it. Obviously I couldn't. Um, and then things sort of rolled downhill from there. And what eventually ended up happening was, um, in 2008, the economy collapsed. I went $50,000 in debt. I was in and out of college. I maxed out five credit cards. I was at the highest rate I'd ever been at. Um, the car got repossessed. And on top of all of that, I went to jail for six days for speeding and ended up back home at my parents, broke, homeless, with no money, no car, no job, no boyfriend, and no idea what the hell I was going to do. Hey, so, the only place is going up, right? <laughs> there you go. I know. So um, fast forward six and a half years later, um, I've been able and fortunate enough to build a multi-million dollar company and have clients in nine different countries and have 17 employees and just, I'm extremely blessed now, but I, you know, there was a point where I told my dad, like, 
fuck off. I'm sorry, but you keep telling me I can't do it. And I, that, that scenario always runs through my mind because it takes a lot for a daughter, especially the oldest daughter, to say that to her father. And any daughter that says that obviously is going to feel bad. But at the end of the day, my dad goes around bragging, you know, how much I've succeeded and how much I've been blessed. And being in Mexico now, it's, you know, it's amazing because I get to travel anywhere. I get to work from anywhere. I have more freedom, flexibility, and money than most people ever have. But it's because of the sacrifice. There was three years where I couldn't date. I had to figure out what I was doing. I didn't have a car. You know, I didn't have friends. Um, I didn't get to go out and have that, that early 20-something-year-old awesome, fun time because I was busy trying to figure out, like, how can I set up my life to live like most people never get to experience? And now I'm 28, and I get to do that. And now people are like, well, how do I do that? And the fact of the matter is you have to fall down. You have to just be persistent. You have to realize, like, who you are is what makes the difference. So I always say this, because of who you are is going to end up determining where you go. If you have low self-esteem, if you have low confidence, if you don't take care of your body, take care of your business, take care of yourself, pay your bills on time, um, do any of those things, then who you are is not in alignment with living a freedom-based lifestyle. I love it. I'm just writing notes here. Yeah, yeah, me too, and uh, certainly, uh, certainly getting some uh, nuggets down, and, and and that's exactly what we do. Is and you mentioned something really cool, um, and and I truly believe in this as well, Melissa. I talk about it in my book that uh, is just launching this week, you know, which is really exciting. Um, who you are, and you know, tell me about that. Um, you know, from your perspective, when you hit this, you know, bottom, um, and it's certainly. You know, in, in a lot of respects, it's probably worse than what, you know, a lot of our listeners may be in right now um, because, you know, uh, it, it sounded like some stuff happened to you. But, you know, once you got there, though, and, and you talk about that, you know, bottom, how did you figure out who you were? Like, what what was some of that, you know, give some insight to how you figured that out. And, and obviously, to your point about when you knew that. Um, you really knew where you were going. So give us some insight of, of, of that, you know, what happened? How, how, did, how did you figure out who you were? And, and then, you know, how did the things fall into place of, of, of going where you, you are now? And obviously, you've got lots of other things you're working on. Yeah, so I'm going to just make this as simple as possible. You have to get rid of the people that hold you back, the things that hold you back, and um, the bills that hold you back. So people are tied down by their debt. They're tied down by the things that they say they don't value but really do value. And what I mean by that is if you look around the room, you see what you value because you spend money on that. So if you've got board games or video games or your walls are full of um, pictures of places where you've traveled or um, you've got electronics or whatever, those are things that you value. So one of the easiest ways to, to change who you are is to change what you value. The first thing that I let go of was my religion. I refused to be Catholic. And for weeks, my parents would come in the house um, because I grew up very strict Catholic. And I uh, went to a Catholic school. So they would constantly be barraging me, come to church, you know, a family that prays together stays together, blah, blah, blah. Great. Okay. I don't have a problem with faith. 
I am very, very solid in my faith, but I refuse to be Catholic. So that's the first thing that I let go. The second thing is I went through all of my belongings, all of them, and got rid of all of it. So I basically let go of my past. Like, I was going to start brand new. Everything was going to be new. And then um, I moved into, like, health. Okay, I have to focus my entire time on what I'm going to do to master my body. Because your body really truly is the vehicle that's taking you places. What people don't understand is a business is it's a form of a vehicle, but it is not the vehicle. The mm-hmm. vehicle is your body. So, you know, you need to make sure you're getting enough sleep. Um, I could not sleep, like, at all. Like, I would just take sleep medication. And even then, it didn't work because I had so much worry. Like, I was worried about, like, how am I going to, like, the creditors are knocking down my door. I've got three that have already sued me and have liens against me. Um, you know, it's impossible to get out of the situation, but it's not really impossible. Um, like for myself, I, I made a declaration, like whatever happens, I'm willing to take that risk and I will go down that path. But what you guys have to realize though, is I didn't have kids and I didn't have a family. So for those that have kids and have a husband or a wife, you probably want to approach this just a little bit differently. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, so you focus on your health. And then you go to your money and you look at where are you spending your money? How are you spending your money? Are you managing your money? Are you investing your money? Are you throwing away your money? Um, and start categorizing your money. Most people will ignore their money and just hope some magic thing happens that they have great investments and they have um, amazing 401ks and retirement plans and college educations and it just doesn't happen unless you know where your money is being spent, how your money is being spent, and how much income you have versus outgoing expenses you have. Um, so health, finances, um, and then your relationships. Like I didn't, like I said, I didn't date for three years, um, and I had to let go of the relationships. Now all of this is an ongoing process, and I can. I can say I've gone through this process multiple times. Um, the last time I went through it was last December where I literally like sold all of my belongings, moved to a different state. Um, I actually got rid of the guy that I was dating after a year and a half, got rid of my best friend. Every time you up level, you'll go through this process. So you're going to find um, when you want to go from 10 million to 100 million or 100 million to um, you know, 500 million or 500 to a billion or even zero to a hundred thousand. You have to figure out what you have to let go of to be the person that values making more money or values having stronger relationships with their peers and with their colleagues and with their family. Um, and you have to figure out like, what is the thing that's keeping you stuck? And how can you release that thing so that you have less worry, less anxiety, less pressure, um, and certainly less noise? So the other thing I do is I take all apps off my phone. There's not a single app that you will find on my phone. It's just a phone book. You won't even find the calendar on the phone. I deleted it all because I don't want the noise. If I'm going to spend time doing something, 
it's either going to be on the computer and I'm going to time that out to 90 minutes and that's the, that's the time that I have to do the task at hand so I'm super focused which is how I get a lot of things done or I'll go to the phone and I'll make phone calls and again 90 minute blocks you can't focus on things for more than 90 minutes at a time so you want to eliminate as much noise as possible I don't own a TV haven't owned a television for five years um, you know I've read thousands of books I, I now own seven books um, the seven that I think are the most fundamental books to taking action other than of course the five that I've written um, and I've simplified my life down to the very basics that get results and drive me to become even more passionate at, about the results that my clients get and about the results and value that I bring to the marketplace. I love it. Thanks. Uh, yeah, that was great insight. And um, it seems like, and, and you know, if I may, it seems like you've reimagined yourself. You created an image of what you wanted. Um, I'm sure, and, and, and maybe you can clarify, I know Alan's got another question for you, but maybe you can clarify this along the way for people that have been, you know, looking at or listening to what you just said. You had some coaching along that way to help you with some of that um, change that you've taken? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I didn't actually hire my first coach until three and a half years into the business. Right. Um, but the thing is that you don't you need to listen to your inner voice and the way that the easiest way that I found to do this actually is to eliminate any distractions or any of the things that people tell you that you can't do write down what you want to do but don't just write it down once write it down six times every single day until that thing is accomplished and it's off the list and why I say to write it down six times every single day until it's accomplished is because then you impregnate your brain with the fact that you are so driven, so dedicated, and so focused on getting this result that anything that possibly got in the way wouldn't matter. Beautiful. That was my next question, is what do you do <laughs> with the uh, – <laughs> no, I mean, there's a lot of people that go, that's all fine and great, but how – I don't. I don't have the or yeah. I don't have the the practice or the habit of being able to you know put in my head you know what I really want to have to do. And you just answered that by writing it down six times a day. And I and I I want to take that a step further. And I and I want to know how, what you think about about this next question because there, there's a lot of discussion whether or not uh, one is necessary without the other. When we put down and we put in our mind, there are things we know, things we, we know we don't know, and things we don't know we don't know. And a lot of the time, the things that we don't know we don't know, we gain through living a life uh, the best way that we know how by doing the exercises you're talking about. But uh, how do we know if that is just by habit or if we're actually changing our life doing that is it changing our our makeup or is it just habit based and if it's just habit based does it stand the test of time and how do you know I know this is a multifaceted question but how do you know if it's really truly change or just a good habit that you've instilled um, well good habits lead to change but the way that you know you change is if you feel better so most people don't talk about feelings and um, when they eliminate feelings from their life, they compress it with the medication. And the medications typically are um, alcohol, food, or some sort of anxiety pill. 
on the pressure medication, whatever. Um, and then once they do that, they don't think that these feelings are going to come back, right? So mm -hmm. when you create habits, those habits create lifestyles. And the lifestyle ultimately is, is what determines the result. So the easiest way to explain this would be to say that you have to know what habits get you those results and keep enforcing those habits into your daily routines. Um, that being said, you want to switch up your routine every 90 days. Uh, so I'm just going to give you my routine. I wake up at 5 a.m., I go work out, I, I have a pre-workout supplement, I have a, a supplement that I take during a workout, and then I have protein after the workout. I intermittent fast, so I only eat from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., not before, not after. I work out for about 30 minutes, um, and I'm maximizing the composition of the body while I do that, so um, I don't just do cardio. And then, um, you know, I shower, I eat breakfast. By 10 o'clock, I'm in the office working till roughly um, 11.30. I'll stop and take lunch. Again, that's a 90-minute window. Um, I'll take lunch for about an hour. It's a fresh lunch, so I actually cook my own lunch. And then um, about 1 o'clock, then I'll work till 2.30, take a 10-minute break, um, do some just very basic exercises to get me out of the chair and moving, and um, I'll put some music on, jam to that. Again, I'll do a 90-minute um, work, so, you know, 145 to roughly 3.15 another 10-minute break, um, and then I'll do it one more time. So four 90-minute work sessions throughout the day. And you can do five. You can do more. Um, I typically say four because it's super focused. So you're getting more done in the time you're working than most people will get done in their entire month. Um, and then after that, I will go chill out by the pool. I'll read a book. I'll listen to an audio. I'll go take a drive. I'll hang out with friends, go to church. Do, like, whatever I want to do that energizes me. Um, but it never has anything to do with the news. It never has anything to do with partying or an, a negative thing. And I say that because the people that you're around, the things that you have in your life, and the um, input that you put into your brain, the audios, the visuals, those all increase or decrease your level of productivity. So you want to make sure... So whatever you're putting into your body and your brain is actually helping you with the output. And I always say, like, you are as good as your last meal. So if you're eating fast food, you're probably going to be as slow as the digestion of the fast food. Gotcha. Good, good point. Great, great, uh, great daily calendar here. And, I mean, you said it before. It's, it's an ideal situation for for someone that that you know that that's not married, doesn't have a family, or or other types of obligations or constraints and so forth, and you really have indeed been able to master that. So and and you've done it on a, what I I guess what I would call a fast track, and your results are happening quick because you're very consistent with this formula. What about the people that don't have that kind of time that do have the constraints? 
and they're going to be dealing with probably some other influences and some setbacks because they have those other influences. How do those people stay on track when they hit some of those walls and aren't able to, to, to really maintain their, uh, their schedules or the ideal schedule maybe they've set up for themselves? Well, so the interesting thing is like all of my clients are married with two to four kids. They're in their approximately 35 to 53 years old and um, not only have a business but have a really busy schedule. So this is sort of the daily practices that I, I would tell them to do and you can actually find this list in my book because as soon as you ask the question, I literally had my book right by me. I, like, I figured you did, but. <laughs> <laughs> I normally don't though, but this particular this one I, I do. So, um, this is on page 23 of Be Ballsy. So, um, just read 10 pages of a good book. So, 15 minutes of a good book um, every single day. You're going to learn something. Once you learn that thing, obviously, go implement it. 30 minutes of an instructional CD or MP3. Just eat 125 calories less, but focus on the carbs and the sugars. So, I'm not talking about, like, just calories, you really want to focus on the carbs and the sugars. Drink two bottles of water a day. Most people don't drink water um, or they drink very minimal water. So once you start implementing the water, um, you're going to not only have increased productivity, but increased clarity as well. Um, most people can find time to walk one mile. It's really not that far. Um, so that's just 2,000 steps a day. If you go to the grocery store, you probably already walked that without even knowing it. Um, just make like two or three more prospecting calls versus calling it a day and make it a priority to actually have a date night. But don't schedule the date night. Like if you want sex, go have sex. If you want, you know, to do dinner with your significant other, go do that. Like you don't need to call a babysitter. Just bring the kids with you or just make it spontaneous fun. Bring her flowers, bring her chocolate, um, you know, bring him something he loves. And what you're going to notice here is actually 27 months later, this is what happens in 27 months if you do these couple things. You've read 47 books and listened to 465 hours of audio and success and improvement. You've saved 117,500 calories, which is basically losing 33.5 pounds. You've drank 3,720 gallons of water, which is not what normal people drink. You've walked 900 miles. Again, that's 63.5 pounds. And you've had 125 dates with your husband or wife. Plus, if you make the extra phone calls, that's 1,860 extra phone calls at a really low closing rate. Let's just say 3%, right? That would increase your revenue $279,000. So these are like basic things that you don't need a lot of time to do. You do these in less than an hour a day, and everyone can find an hour a day. Just wake up an hour earlier, go to bed an hour later, uh, take one less break, go to the bathroom less, stop being on your phone as much. So you heard it from Melissa, there's really no excuses, and after that uh, very eloquent, detailed description, yeah, there, there's really no excuses. Everybody's got an hour. At the very least, go to, you know, stay up an extra hour, get up an extra hour. Um, yeah, fantastic. Thank you for, and I had a feeling you were going to break it down, and I'm so glad that you did, because it, it really makes it 
tangible and digestible to to everybody listening. And I think those are important things. People go, well, how does that really relate to me? And how does that relate to the next 10 minutes of things that I do once I finish listening to, you know, listening to this podcast? And that gives them the exact items of uh, what to do and what the results can be in a real, relatively very short period of time. So thank you for eloquently uh, talking about that, Melissa. That's, that's oh, you fantastic. Got it. Like, I mean, I'm drinking water during the show, right? So it's not like I'm going out of my way to drink water. No, I'm doing the thing that I said I was going to do, which is this podcast, and drinking water at the same time. For sure. And you don't have to chug the water. It's just a couple of swigs here and there. But at the end of the day, you've drank in your quota. Mm-hmm. And, you know, walking the talk is, you know, so important. And being uh, a coach that you are and, you know, a high performance one at that. Tell us about that because, you know, I want to dive into what you do so that our listeners connecting with you right now and really getting a good sense. And, and just so everybody knows, uh, Melissa's website is melissakrivacek.com. Did I pronounce that right? Melissa? Kravacek. I, I probably, I'm the worst anyway, but uh, <laughs> between the two of us, we'll get it right. Right, right, for sure. M-E-L-I-S-S-A-K-R-I-V-A-C-H-E-K.com. Go check it out. She's got all of her books listed there. Her site is really easy to navigate. In fact, it'll get your attention on the way down. But, you know, tell us about that in terms of coaching because you have a really great show yourself and you've along you know aligned yourself with some millionaires because well let's face it if you can rub shoulders with these types of people and you said it at the beginning um you know get rid of the people that are you know maybe costing you your dream and circle yourself with people that dream huge and are, are movers and shakers so you know, I threw in a couple of things there, but I want you to talk about the high performance coaching as well as your show and, and tell us a little bit about that because I want the audience to obviously understand how they can, you know, work with you, but also what they should go and listen to in terms of your show and get some really good insight. Yeah, well, you know, Chris, here's the thing. Like we all have enough baggage. So why why do we want to carry more baggage? The thing that we really need to get our lives down to is a carry-on bag. The more baggage we have, the heavier it is, the clunkier it is, the more time it takes. Um, and so when I talk about high performance, it's really broken down in five core aspects of your life. Your health, your finances, your um, self-esteem or self-confidence sales, and then your relationships. And what you're talking about um, in this particular question is relationships. And I think I'm, I'm pretty good at mastering relationships. Um, and you and I actually connected through Twitter. But typically what I would do is I would find where the least resistance is, and I'd open that door so I would have access to the decision maker. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. So back when I first started, I had YouTube, which is where I watched thousands of videos to, to learn and master my craft. And, and I would never suggest this to anybody, but what I did the first couple clients that I had was I did a buy one, get one free session and I regurgitated the stuff I learned on YouTube, but that was more beneficial for me and it made me very little money. So <laughs> I don't necessarily recommend that, but um, what I did was I would hear 
different names being called by people with influence. So I'll give you an example. Once, um, so Success Magazine, you guys are familiar with that, right? Yes. There's a CD that comes in Success Magazine, and Darren Hardy used to be the publisher for that magazine. Well, if Darren says a name, I would go find that person on social media, and I'd connect with them because I knew if I could create the relationship with them, then I would have the door in to the, the individual that I really wanted to talk to while building relationships and stepping stones along the way. So there's this gentleman named Claudio Maldovan out of Sweden. He's got about 250,000 followers on Facebook alone, and he's got very few friends, actually, maybe 2,000, I don't know. But Darren Hardy had mentioned his name on a success um, CD, and so I immediately find Claudio on Facebook, and, and Claudio and I have been friends now for several years. In fact, um, we're writing my sixth book together right now. And so what's really cool is he's from Sweden, and I'm actually going to Sweden in September, and he's like, hey, just come. I'll put you up. Don't worry about it. I'll give you a car, whatever. Um, and that only happened because I mastered how to build these relationships. Now, you'll find him doing TED Talks and all kinds of other um, publicity with Darren himself, and he's gone through all of Darren's um talks and, and programs and all of that. He's been to the United States many times. His dad is a world-renowned physician. And, um, you know, people like Max Bilisar, Max in the fitness industry, if you go to Twitter, he has very few followers. If you go to Facebook, he has hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers. So what do I do? I go to Twitter and I say, hey, Max, what's going on? I'd love to get to connect and know you. And immediately, you know, Max and I are on the phone. Um, Kam Mirza, $500 million man. I just reach out to Kam. I'm like, hey, Kam, I'm doing a book. It's called Millionaires and Money. I'd love to have you involved. Obviously, I know you're 33, two kids, um, you know, running multiple companies, lives in two different um, countries, and is extremely successful. Um, and I've done this over and over and over again. So the reality is, like, uh, you have to rise up to be a champion of your own life. And the only way you can do that is if you surround yourself with other people who have risen to the heights that you want to rise and who have championed their life like you want to champion you know follow and find these people um have hundreds of thousands of emails coming to them all the time you know i interviewed johnny dumas on my show tomorrow that's the guy from entrepreneur on fire he does several mm -hmm. million Love john. revenue mm -hmm. every month so you know, I just emailed John, um, and sometimes you'll find, like, these guys drop their emails on a thread. I just pick up the email, I swipe it, I go into my personal email, and I send them an email. And I don't know if they're going to read it or not. Um, it's how I built a relationship with Ariana Huffington of the Huffington Post. Um, I was in Florida, and I built a relationship with Tommy Vu, the world-renowned poker champion who uh, mentored Robert Kiyosaki. So that's how I got to know Robert Kiyosaki. These, these guys are accessible. You just have to be strategic about how you build a relationship with them. Right, right. I love that. And the fact that you just went and did it. Everybody wants to know, well, how do you do it? And who do you, and, and, you know, what, I, 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 all these excuses. Just pick up the phone or, or pick up a pencil or turn on your computer and reach out. And I think a lot of people are afraid to reach out because maybe they don't have enough to offer. And I think that's probably 
true for a lot of people maybe that don't have a lot to offer. But if you're honest and transparent and and humble and grateful about about what you do, that's going to be picked up by the people that you talk with and that you reach out to. And uh, you just have to have confidence to do that. And then obviously, once you do that, then it's it's a cascade, a domino effect on what you're able to create. So people just there's no secret magic. Just reach out and actually do the work. Yeah, and I'm going to make a point there as well. I'm uh, just going to jump in on, you know, what people have to offer. You know, I'm a true believer that, you know, everybody's unique. Everybody has a genius. No one's going to live your life, you know, not today, not ever before, and not in the future. And I think that everybody has that ability. And I, it really comes down to, and it sounds like, uh, Melissa, you just had some courage. And the courage turned into the confidence later that you can do it with others because you started with one. Obviously, you have to start somewhere. And as you realized that you know you could do this with one, you you started doing it with others, and 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 it started to form uh, the confidence that you now have to go and reach these people um, that a lot of people may think are not accessible and you can't connect with and they're often these you know big clouds in the world now and and you know just poor me I can't do much so you know why I'm bringing this point up is that I want everybody on you know in our audience to understand that you do have something to offer what's important and and, and Melissa alluded to it earlier is knowing who you are and I think it's a very important place to start and you know in fact um, it's probably the place to start because then it's going to form sort of the imagination of where you can bring it where you can bring your life and then it just takes a little bit of action and it, and it sounds like um, Melissa yeah I mean you just provided some really great insight on how to you know how to's um, after you figure that per first parts you know out so I, I just wanted to make that you know point there that I, I truly believe everybody has something to offer out there. Um, sorry, well, carry on. <laughs> yeah, so the thing is that you have to be able to be rejected and you have to know like these guys' time is so valuable so you better show up and get their number always. Always be the person to call. Always be the person to email. Always be the person to follow up because right. that's what gets their attention. Right. I also want to carry this over into money, though, because this is not talked about a lot. And you, you know, said it earlier, Chris, it started with one and then you, you grow your confidence and all of a sudden you have, you know, I, I say my phone is actually filled with three billionaires um, and I think 137 millionaires at this point. Um, so if I ever dropped it, well, someone would be in a lot of luck. But <laughs> on that note, um, the same is true. Like if you have any sort of debt or you want to create um, investments, don't go to your pile of debt thinking that uh, you're going to pay off everything in one shot. You're not. So you want to go through it. Um, and start paying off with the least amount of money. So whatever you owe that is the least, start with that. Because what's, what's going to happen is you start building momentum. If you start with the things that cost the most, like let's say the $300 um, bill of some kind versus like an $18,000 bill of some kind, right? If you start with the 18000 
there's going to be like a lot of worry, anxiety, fear, overwhelm, and like disbelief that you could actually accomplish that. But if you start with the 300 and then you've got like a 900 and you pay that, and just like you make all these little moves, it adds up to like, okay, 18,000 isn't that much after all. Right. So you want to start small and just work your way up. That's but that really applies also not just to the finances, but every other aspect of your business and life, even when it comes to trying to find somebody to spend your life with. Start with the small stuff and work your way up. Well, it's yeah, that yeah. whole concept of chunking it down a little bit. So to your point, uh, Melissa, that you gain that momentum. And, and you know, momentum is a very important thing and, and often overlooked. But when you have that, you know, the universe <sighs> – you know, I'll throw that out there is, you know, this law that we, you know, m a lot of people don't understand. Uh, the people, places, events, and circumstances will start to show up. And the larger part of the equation or the mountain that may be in front of you seems to get easier and easier because you're going to be connected with some other people that are going to happen through whatever it is, you know, paying your bills, uh, you know, going and, 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 and trying something new and, you know, all of these other things that, um, you know, people tend to fear, you know, getting out of their comfort zone. So thanks. Uh, thanks for the insight. Um, Alan, what do, what do we have for uh, Melissa? Let's uh, let's bring her to another place. Uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know, and, and, and I said this in the beginning, and this is a little bit of fun thing. How do you, how and where and why do you drive heavy equipment? Okay, so we have this thing where I have about 10 people live in my house every single month, and uh, there's a company in Hastings, Minnesota um, called The Sandbox, and basically, you've probably seen it on Shark Tank. You, you come in, we do a mastermind, um, you get to interact with 10 awesome business owners at my house, you take the, the car out to Hastings, um, and we drive bulldozers, drive fire trucks, crush cars, do lots of amazing, awesome stuff, uh, fly drones, but you can only find it one place in the U.S., and that is in Minnesota, um, although they are opening a location in Texas now, but, you know, the heavy equipment is really a way for people to master their mind, um, and I think that's the most important aspect of any business owner, so a lot of people come to me and they say, hey, I want sales, because sales is what we do at my company, um, and I love sales, don't get me wrong, but I think that you're, there's no way that you can go out and get more sales unless you have, you know, a fresh mindset, so I'll give you an example um, that has nothing to do with heavy equipment, but you'll love this example, <laughs> so, uh, you know, this dude comes to me, he's having a really rough day in the sales room, and uh, I say, well, you know what, here's like a couple hundred bucks. Go buy yourself a new suit on new shoes and come back. And what does he do? He knocks it out of the park when he comes back because all he did was change his suit and his shoes and his attitude changed. So the same is true with the heavy equipment. We change your mindset when we go out and, and run and operate this heavy equipment. Um, and it has nothing to do with sales although sales is the end result of participation. Huh. Cool. Well, it changes your mindset and what you're capable of doing and gets you out of the fear box and says, if I can do this, what else can I do? And it makes the things that you're already tasked to do seem mundane and easy, or at least achievable and overcomable. Well, 100%. The other thing is that you realize suddenly that some of the things you're doing, you shouldn't be doing to begin with. 
Um, so, you know, there was an executive that came and he refused to let anybody write emails because he was the best email writer ever, right? But reality was he wasn't the best email writer. He just wanted to dictate and control what went out to his customer base. So I said, well, you know, Ryan, why don't you give up writing emails and see what that gets you? And over a year's period of time, he actually gained back about 800 hours of wow. writing emails. So he could spend that time doing other things that were obviously much more important than writing emails. I agree. Fantastic. Hey, guys, I got to say, we have been just cranking here on some great content. But as we've been cranking, uh, so has the clock. <laughs> the the uh, clock is it cranking. It goes fast. It certainly it goes, goes fast. fast. It goes fast. But um, hey, you know, go ahead, Chris. No, I was just going to say, Melissa. On on that note, and and Alan, maybe you're going there. Hey, listen, we'd really love to have you back and and check in. You know, maybe later in the year. Uh, I know you've got another book coming out, so maybe we can get you back on it and talk about that and 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 catch up. Would you Would you be open to that, Melissa? I'm totally down for that. All right. Hey, it is time though, Alan, and, and, and we are coming close uh, to the end of the show. But before we do that, Melissa, we have a little thing we call rapid, bold insight. It's just quick answers to five questions. You know, just give a little bit of it, um, you know, an idea of uh, some of the personal things uh, about you and, and some things that you could share with people that you really enjoy. Um, are you ready for that? I'm ready, guys. Let's go. All right. Let's rock it. Let's rock it. Uh, Melissa, what book are you reading right now or maybe a book that you can recommend to our audience? Um, so I love The Greatest Salesman in the World by Ogmandino. I think it's the best book that's ever been written. I love that book. And, you know, I read that many years ago, but it's, oh, yeah. it's worth pulling off the shelf again. I agree with you 100%. It's an awesome book. What do you do for fun? Ha, anything crazy, skydiving, <laughs> uh, racing Lamborghinis, exotic cars, uh, any, uh, I mean, going to Mexico on a whim. There you go. That's crazy, fun, <laughs> exciting, adrenaline junkie. Like, that's what uh, I love to do. I love it. I love it. What one piece of technology has helped your business the most? The cell phone by far. Love it. What kind of cell phone do you use? Android. Uh, I have a Galaxy Note 4. There you go. Uh, Melissa, what quote has had the most impact on you? Don't do it. <laughs> so, like, if somebody tells me not to do something, I'll generally do it just to prove them wrong. Um, because basically what they're saying to me is, like, I have a fear, and I don't want to instill their fear in me, so I go do that thing. I love it. Uh, what a wow! You're a maverick. <laughs> Absolutely. What is your next bold move? Just a short few yeah. answers. So we're gonna just move all of our stuff to an online database. So all of our stuff is going to be virtual training. We're actually gonna take away um, the group coaching. We're gonna take away the one-on-one -on -one coaching. We're gonna offer just the masterminds and the virtual training. And I expect. Um, to put, you know, well over 50 million people through that in the next uh, five years and wow. well over $40 million in revenue um, by doing so. And, you know, like Oprah started out of Chicago. My dream is, is to be one of the most influential and powerful women on the face of the earth. 
And in order to do that, I think everything has to be driven by technology because it becomes easier for anybody to get access to it um, wherever they are in the world. So, you know, just two days ago while I was in Mexico, I was walking the streets and I was like, hey, my stuff should be in Spanish. So instantaneously, I picked up the phone to Vegas. I was like, you know, Rob and Brad hire somebody in, in Spanish so I can get these books translated and we can get our videos translated and we can have a dual language platform. I love it. And Perfect. that is bold. Well, folks, you heard from Melissa some of the insight. And uh, again, hope you had your journals out and you took some great notes. If you have any questions or anything from Alan and myself, certainly email us at info at thinkboldbebold.com. And we'd be happy to um, answer those questions or better yet, if you're looking for someone to come on the show, we love when our audience uh, continues to ask us because then we'll go out there and find those people. So, Alan, Alan, it is that time, my friend, and it's time it to come to an end. The last question, I hate to say, I'm glad we're here, but I, I, I wish we could continue. But uh, time is at hand, and, and we must move on. Melissa, one yeah. last question. It can be something that you've talked about already today. It can be something new on the plate that we haven't heard. But what one bold move would you like to leave with the audience today? Something they could actually institute today as soon as they finish listening to the podcast. Stop listening to other people. Stop reading other people's advice. Stop listening to the news and go do something with your life, whether it's in your health, your finances, your relationships, your, your sales or otherwise. Take the information you already have and actually go apply it. Stop learning new information. It's useless if you're not doing anything with it. Stop listening and go do. You heard it right here from Melissa. Melissa, that's uh, great. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show. Thanks for your time today, your transparency, and your, your, uh, your, just your tenacity for what you've, uh, what you've done, your recognition for the life that you've had. We sure appreciate you being on the show. Uh, we, we really do hope you come back. Uh, Chris, as usual, it's an honor to do this show with you. Audience, we just, we, this show wouldn't exist without you. So thank you to everybody. Chris, go ahead and take us home. You got it right back at you, Alan. Melissa, thank you so much. You're a wonder. And I love just listening to your story and who you are and what you're doing out there. So thank you so much. Yeah, you got it. Thanks for having me, guys. I can't wait to be back. Awesome. Hey, listen, Be Bold Nation, you guys are rock. And, you know, we really appreciate everything. And, and certainly we put this show on so that you can get great insight like Melissa was able to do. We look forward to uh, the shows to come and stay tuned for this one. Uh, and certainly reach out to Melissa and see how she can help you. Sounds like she's got a great big bold move that she's making and, and be part of that 50 million people. Wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.